Part 1 Propositions 21 to 25 of The Ethics by Spinoza. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bill Mosley. The Ethics by Benedict de Spinoza. Translated by R. H. M. Elwes. Part 1. Propositions 21 to 25. Proposition 21. All things which follow from the absolute nature of any attribute of God must always exist and be infinite, or, in other words, are eternal and infinite through the said attribute. Proof. Conceive, if it be possible, supposing the proposition to be denied, that something in some attribute of God can follow from the absolute nature of the said attribute, and that at the same time it is finite and has a conditioned existence or duration. For instance, the idea of God expressed in the attribute thought. Now thought, insofar as it is supposed to be an attribute of God, is necessarily, by Proposition 11, in its nature infinite. But insofar as it possesses the idea of God, it is supposed finite. It cannot, however, be conceived as finite unless it be limited by thought, by definition too. But it is not limited by thought itself, insofar as it has constituted the idea of God, for so far it is supposed to be finite. Therefore, it is limited by thought insofar as it has not constituted the idea of God, which, nevertheless, by Proposition 11, must necessarily exist. We have now granted, therefore, thought not constituting the idea of God, and accordingly the idea of God does not naturally follow from its nature insofar as it is absolute thought, for it is conceived as constituting and also as not constituting the idea of God, which is against our hypothesis. Wherefore, if the idea of God expressed in the attribute thought, or indeed anything else in any attribute of God, for we may take any example as the proof is of universal application, follows from the necessity of the absolute nature of the said attribute, the said thing must necessarily be infinite, which was our first point. Furthermore, a thing which thus follows from the necessity of the nature of any attribute cannot have a limited duration. For if it can, suppose a thing which follows from the necessity of the nature of some attribute 
to exist in some attribute of God. For instance, the idea of God expressed in the attribute thought, and let it be supposed at some time not to have existed, or to be about not to exist. Now, thought, being an attribute of God, must necessarily exist unchanged. By Proposition 11 and Proposition 20, Corollary 2. And beyond the limits of the duration of the idea of God, supposing the latter at some time not to have existed, or not to be going to exist, thought would perforce have existed without the idea of God, which is contrary to our hypothesis. For we suppose that, thought being given, the idea of God necessarily flowed therefrom. Therefore the idea of God expressed in thought, or anything which necessarily follows from the absolute nature of some attribute of God, cannot have a limited duration, but through the said attribute is eternal, which is our second point. Bear in mind that the same proposition may be affirmed of anything which in any attribute necessarily follows from God's absolute nature. Proposition 22 Whatsoever follows from any attribute of God, insofar as it is modified by a modification, which exists necessarily and as infinite, through the said attribute, must also exist necessarily and as infinite. Proof. The proof of this proposition is similar to that of the preceding one. Proposition 23. Every mode which exists both necessarily and as infinite must necessarily follow either from the absolute nature of some attribute of God or from an attribute modified by a modification which exists necessarily and as infinite. Proof A mode exists in something else through which it must be conceived. Definition 5 That is, Proposition 15, it exists solely in God, and solely through God can be conceived. If, therefore, a mode is conceived as necessarily existing and infinite, it must necessarily be inferred or perceived through some attribute of God, insofar as such attribute is conceived as expressing the infinity and necessity of existence. In other words, definition 8, eternity. That is, insofar as it is considered absolutely. A mode, therefore, which necessarily exists as infinite, must follow from the absolute nature of some attribute of God. Either immediately, proposition 21, or through the means of some modification, which follows from the absolute nature of the said attribute, that is, 
by Proposition 22, which exists necessarily and as infinite. Proposition 24. The essence of things produced by God does not involve existence. Proof. This proposition is evident from definition 1. For that of which the nature, considered in itself, involves existence, is self-caused, and exists by the sole necessity of its own nature. Corollary. Hence it follows that God is not only the cause of things coming into existence, but also of their continuing in existence. That is, in scholastic phraseology, God is cause of the being of things, ascendi rerum. For whether things exist or do not exist, whenever we contemplate their essence, we see that it involves neither existence nor duration. Consequently, it cannot be the cause of either the one or the other. God must be the sole cause, inasmuch as to him alone does existence appertain. Proposition 14. Corollary 1. Quod erat demonstrandum. Proposition 25. God is the efficient cause not only of the existence of things, but also of their essence. Proof. If this be denied, then God is not the cause of the essence of things, and therefore the essence of things can, by axiom 4, be conceived without God. This, by Proposition 15, is absurd. Therefore, God is the cause of the essence of things. Quaderat demonstrandum. Note, this proposition follows more clearly from Proposition 16. For it is evident thereby that, given the divine nature, the essence of things must be inferred from it, no less than their existence. In a word, God must be called the cause of all things, in the same sense as he is called the cause of himself. This will be made still clearer by the following corollary. Corollary Individual things are nothing but modifications of the attributes of God, or modes by which the attributes of God are expressed in a fixed and definite manner. The proof appears from Proposition 15 and Definition 5. End of Part 1 Propositions 21 to 25 Recording by Bill Mosley, Frelsberg, Texas, USA